fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Haydner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Final try for the touchdown. What's going on? It's your boy, the Wolf of Roto Street, RotoStreetGel.com. We breed and feed you fantasy wolves here with your week four fantasy preview. Now, don't you fret. The truth is on his way. He had soccer practice, got a little delayed, but he will be here as soon as he can. But you guys know how the Thursday show goes. I want to be able to hit all of your questions, and it is jam-packed tonight with some crucial news we got to go over with some studs like Christian McCaffrey uh, jumping into the injury report. So many Crazy things we got to cover. We want to hit tonight's game preview as well as we always do, as we always kick it off with. I'll then hit you with my higher, lower Hail Mary so you know my sit starts of the week. And then we'll get to all of your questions for a great Thursday night football matchup. So let's dive right into that matchup. Get those questions on in, Wolfpack. We will be sure to answer them all in about 35, 40 minutes when we are done with this preview. Starting with tonight's game, though. Dolphins plus four at Bengals with an over-under of 48.5, the last I checked at least. I'm hammering the Dolphins with those points. They are 3-0 against the spread so far this season, including 1-0 when they were on the road. I think they are going to easily hit the four points. If they lose, it's going to be within a point or two, in my opinion, at minimum a field at worst. But I think they could outright win this thing. I think they are a better team. Then the Bengals, I think they could move on to 4-0. This team feels like the team of destiny right now. So I don't even hate hammering the money line if you feel as confident in the Dolphins as I do. But either way, I'll take those points all day. Now, in terms of the over-under, you know me. You know I want the points. But they are now right now 1-2 Miami in the uh, over. So they have been smashing unders right now. The Bengals, meanwhile, are 0-3 versus the over right now. So all those measures up to probably want to hit the under Typically Thursday night, that seems to be the right place. So smart-wise, you want to go under. Personally, you know I want the points. I do think there's a shootout feel to tonight's game, and that's why I would hit the over. I want to now cover, though, the most asked question we're getting uh, today on Twitter, and that is about – I'm just typing it in right now. Do you start Tua? And that's a question I'm sure we'll get from a lot of you guys out there. What do we do with Tua on tonight's game he's my quarterback six right now quarterback seven rather just below Joe Burrow so I did get like a Joe Burrow versus Tua sit start question we do have the truth officially here truth what's going on my man welcome into the show hold on hey (laughs) we have a little soccer practice delay what do we got going on over there we did I was setting up a um uh play date for my son that I've been putting off uh, setting up with another coach for like a month. So it took me an extra five minutes. Your son over the wolf pack, you're fired. Get the fuck That's- out. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, you know, I normally don't put my kids and my wife first, but anyway, no, no, we can't allow we anymore. Are. We'll allow allowed once this year, but uh, this is your one slip up. That's reasonable. I'm a little more excited about this uh, Monday night matchup or this Thursday night matchup than the last one we had. What a bunch of stinkers we had last week, huh? Absolutely, yeah. This is way more of a barn burner. Real quick, who are you taking? Dolphins plus four, Bengals minus four, and then over under 48 and a half. I think I'm probably taking the Bengals in the under. Okay. What about about you? 
We're on the complete opposite page. I'm yeah, but you're just like an over whore. See, I am an over whore, and that's the one you should take the under tonight. It's smart. It's the right play. But I feel very confident in the Dolphins with four points. I, I think they're going to win it outright. Never mind getting four points. They will not lose by more than a field goal, in my opinion. This so is I'm my last stand. This is my last stand with the Bengals. Like, you know, if they get worked tonight, then I'm off. It's kind of like I don't Alan. Think they get worked, but I do think they lose. That's but a, it's kind of like Allen Robinson. Like, you know, he is on oh. the thinnest of thin ice right now. He's and, already cracked know. through for me. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I want – look, I want a shootout. It just seems to me every time I get excited about the points, I end up being wrong. That I yeah. don't know. And, I mean, look, the the game, the Vegas, the betting community knows that. They always want us to take the over. Of anyway, course. I'm looking Absolutely. forward to the game, though. I really am. I am, I am so pumped for the game. And for the record, I think I'm 3-0 and so far in picking the uh, winners of the spread at least. So – Keeping it up with the Dolphins tonight. Bet with the Wolf here Thursday night. I've had the right team three out of three weeks so far. Knock on wood. Don't want to jinx it. As you guys can already see, some thumbs up coming in. I haven't even had to beg for it. You guys are so good at knowing what to do. But it does help us get out to more people, especially if you're already here early with us. Hitting that thumbs up button, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you're at, Twitter. Make sure you hit over on YouTube if you're on Twitter because that's where we see your questions on either Facebook or YouTube as we get on here. Well, We're just diving into the Thursday night news, and there's really not much of it. We know Armstead's expected in, the big left tackle. We know Waddle's going to play tonight, and it now seems like Tua, whether it was a concussion, a back, an ankle, who knows what was causing him to collapse onto the field on Sunday, Truth, but he's going to play tonight, and that's been the most asked question so far today is, do I play Tua? Do I trust this guy? I'm obviously going to give my take, but what do you think of Tua tonight as I crack into a nice cold one? There's, There's no way I wouldn't start him. I mean, it's it's at at this point, and I'm not necessarily like a Tua believer, real football. We'll see. I mean, he's done a lot more than I expected him to do, certainly in the first three weeks of the season. But at this point, with the weapons he has and what he actually has accomplished, how can you not start him? I'm with you. The only reason I've heard some teams be like, well, I have Josh Allen. I picked up Tua. Well, no shit. You're playing Josh Allen and Lamar. Why are you even stashing Tua and wasting a bench spot when you're never going to use him in the first place? Trade him. But exactly. I have got a couple like Burrow versus Tua. That's a legitimate question. And in that case, I will go Burrow. He's facing the team that's given up really? the most huh. points to the quarterback position. You look at Tua here. So he's got two meh games, quarterback 22, quarterback 25. That's not getting it done for you. Uh, but that one quarterback two game is what I really look at over fantasy, over 40 fantasy points, only outscored by Lamar, who's on the other side of the ball. And I do think Burrow is going to do his damage. I don't think this is a great secondary, a great overall defense. I think Tua is going to need to chase points more than he has against the hapless Patriots, their first game figuring out the scheme and system. Last week, obviously, was just destroyed, concussed, whatever was going on there. So I'm not going to hold that against him. I think we get an easy top 10 performance. I'm with you. If you have Tua, there's an 85% chance I'm saying start him. Of course, let us know what your dilemmas are. But I think he's going to be solid. There's all these people, oh, well, the Bengals are third fewest points to QBs. They have faced Cooper Rush, Mitch Trubisky, and Joe fucking Flacco. Like, we're we're not worried. I'm not putting any type of weight into whatever points. They also haven't done well in those games. And they haven't. Yeah, exactly. They've lost two of three of them. And the defense has been okay in those. It's not really the defense's fault. But even still, you know, they haven't necessarily stopped those three quarterbacks. So, yeah. I think Tua is going to put up his points. I'm predicting 270 and two to three touchdowns at least. He's already talked about wanting to just pepper Tyreek against Eli Apple. I mean, that's going to be a fun one all night. So, yeah, I'm I'm in. 
Before we get into, you know, the the quarterback, running back, all that news, can we just talk like a little bit about the NFL for a second? I just want to – there are some legitimately awful teams, I would say, yeah. that are that are two and one. And there are some teams that I think are kind of decent that are way, way worse. I mean, the Cowboys are two and one. I can't – I cannot believe the Cowboys are two and one. The Raiders are 0 oh and 3. Did you know – that the three that the teams that have dealt the Raiders, their three losses, other than their games against the Raiders, are zero and six. Yeah, like they have only beaten the Raiders. That's I mean, pathetic. I, I did just not think know that. Absolutely, yeah, they, it's like they they haven't been able to beat anybody else. But they, I mean, are the Raiders? I don't even think the Raiders are terrible. The Broncos are two and one. How are the Broncos two and one? Oh, we'll be shitting on them later. Trust me, we got a lot of uh, Broncos right. hatred. I got, I got um, a lot on my mind right now about that. But anyway. We could we could go on for hours about the state of the NFL. You know how Thursdays get though. So we should probably move on to the news, get into right, our higher go. lower hills, Marys. Get those questions on in Wolfpack. Truth, why don't you kick us off on over okay. the news? Mac Jones, ankle injury. He is not practicing Thursday. And this is, of course, not coming as a surprise to anybody. Um I believe he's going to be replaced probably by Brian Hoyer. Yeah. Who last won an NFL game in 2016. I, I saw and it has, like, and oh, has I, I think one of the maybe maybe one of the longest losing. I mean, he started I think thirty nine NFL games in his career. Does not have a great record, but I think he's lost his last eleven. Yeah, so you 11 can't feel great years. bringing in a guy. You know, the Patriots are already like not a juggernaut or anything, but they're no. bringing in a guy that has not won an NFL game in six years and has lost his last hear, eleven. Yeah, the talk radio. Look, I don't know how much you listen to it around here, but all the freaking buzz. He got his ankle looked at by a second source. Oh, my God. There's dissension among the ranks. It's just fucking net madness. It sucks. I, I'm This offense was already so shitty. It's only going to be worse. I guess the one boost, and we'll talk about him later, Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Harris will probably get like 25 touches each just to see if they can keep this game competitive. And I do like their run game quite a bit. So that's the one takeaway. But yeah, this is going to be ugly. We'll, we'll see when he comes back. But I'm streaming the Packers defense. I can tell you that. Oh yeah. Oh, number one defense of my week. The number one on my defensive rankings for sure. Jameis Winston also not practicing on Thursday. They do have a more capable backup in Andy Dalton, who I just heard among the list of active NFL quarterbacks is I believe fourth in terms of fourth quarter comebacks right now, which is pretty wild. But then you think about it, it's like, oh, okay, that does make kind of sense. So Andy Dalton, not a bad backup. I don't think it'd be a huge downgrade. Although guys like Chris Olave, who are just gobbling up air yards, you know the Red Rifle's not slinging it quite as deep or as often as Jameis. So we do hope Jameis makes it through to London. That 9.30 a.m. game could also make Taysom Hill a little bit more viable as your tight end. I imagine he gets a little few more snaps uh, at the quarterback position. Let's talk about – by the way, speaking of Taysom Hill, I was looking at some of the scoring leaders by position – and just to give you a sense of how bad the tight end position is. Yeah. I mean, Taysom Hill, he, I think he's a top 10 tight end. <laughs> just like, on or, first or, week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, basically you got Andrews and you got Kelsey and then you have this big drop and then it honestly doesn't matter who you have. after. Right. That. It really doesn't. Like the, Goddard's the, been the, okay. Yeah. Like, but it, but it not, might be a pocket. Not, not really. It's like the, the, you got, like, you got like 12 guys after those two top guys between like eight and 10 points a game. Yeah. And God, Goddard's one of those guys. But it's like, yeah, that you don't, if you don't have I one of those guys, you're not even, it doesn't matter who you have. The only difference with Goddard is a couple of those guys have like had one big spike, similar to Taysom Hill, and that's led them to average 10. Whereas Goddard's been like 
10 every week. You know he's going to get like eight-ish targets and a good offense. Other than that, though, I'm with you. Like, you, you could put Zach Ertz in that same category as Goddard, too. I think like, so, too. He gets about yeah. 10 points a game, even though I've seen him drop a million balls, by the way. It's hideous. It's ugly. Yeah. Anyway, but anyway, yeah, I'm I digress, but the tight end position is two guys. Running backs, let's talk about Christian McCaffrey. He's actually the RB11 right now in half-point PPR. And just to give you a sense of that position, that's been the pits. If I read you the top 10 running backs, number 10 is Jonathan Taylor. Other than that, you would probably get almost like from from this season you get just about four. i think he's like, four nick chubb's James number robinson nick chubb two? is number one james yeah. robinson i think is three but i mean like uh it's ridiculous like the list of guys that are out there christian mccaffrey is 11 and he hasn't done anything he sat out back-to-back practices in rapport says there's still optimism he will play in week four if he does not play obviously we're looking at what deontay foreman yeah it's pretty ugly. So that's what the big question of the week will be is who do I pick up? Who do I play if McCaffrey is sitting out? My guess would be Dante Foreman. They clearly were not pleased with Hubbard. And why would they be? He was 95th in fantasy points over expectations. Got a ton of work. Was you know right in the top 15 in terms of workload across his starts. And just very, very rarely put together any performances of value despite seeing 15 carries four to five targets per game. I mean, the guy saw a true RB1 workload and performed like a back-end RB3 at best. 3.6 yards per carry was hideous. Meanwhile, they bring in Foreman. He had himself a nice stretch run uh, from weeks 12 to 18 when he took over for Derrick Henry was the RB19 with multiple top 12 weeks. The guy can get it done with volume. He actually averaged nearly 14 yards per reception compared to seven for Chuba Hubbard. So you look at Mike Davis when he filled in just a couple seasons ago, was like the waiver wire pickup of the year, averaged over 18 touches per game, paced out to nearly 310 touches on the season, was averaging just under 15 and a half fantasy points per game. I think Foreman's just as good, if not better than what Mike Davis was back then. If he takes over the full workload, if and when that ever does happen, I think Foreman could be like a nice rock solid RB2 for you. So I picked him up everywhere just to be safe. I Anywhere I had C-Mac, even if I didn't, I think he's a great bench addition right now. It does seem like the latest was there's optimism around C-Mac's week four status. And if he's in, you're playing him. They're facing the Cardinals, a team that is a, not a good defense at all. But either way, to be safe, I'm going with Foreman. You could still pick up Hubbard as well. Maybe he's he was the RB2 entering the preseason, did nothing to cement that role by any means. So I'm leaning Dot to Foreman. That's the guy I pick up, even though I expect McCaffrey to still play this week. A nice bench addition either way. Because it, it's just it's gonna be something. It's a quad right now. It was an ankle last week. Do you, like, do you hate that you have McCaffrey on that? It's a ticking fucking tie bomb. Like, and he hasn't even been that good. That's the thing that sucks. It's like I'm sitting here shitting my pants every week for Christian McCaffrey, and it's not like he's getting me the 30 points that we're used no, to. He's you getting know? you like 14 or something. Eleven. Like right. it used to be at least you knew you were getting 30 points a week, and it's like, okay, I can deal with the anxiety of Christian McCaffrey because when he's in, I'm getting 25 points. Now it's like, yay, I have to sweat it out every fucking week. There used to be no anxiety. He used to be an Iron Man. Now he's made of glass and he's not getting the usage. It's It's awful. It's anyway. It's I could, I could he's getting usage. He's not doing shit because Baker Mayfield's the worst. He's getting the usage, but like not, I mean, he's not catching like 
10 who, passes a game. He's catching like four for 22 yards or something. We'd be sitting here begging for Sam Darnold, whether it were DJ Moore owners, whether we're fucking McCaffrey owners, we're all sitting here like, can we please get Sam Darnold now? What a pathetic team. Just so embarrassing. Ugh, let's is. get on. Let's move Speaking on. of which, Thank David you. Montgomery, ankle injury, knee injury. He did not practice on Thursday. looks like Khalil Herbert is a safe bet to start again unless Montgomery makes uh, a massive comeback. If I'm the Bears, I'm not, like, looking to rush him back. Khalil Herbert was pretty awesome last week. I picked him up off waivers personally. I don't know if you managed to grab him. He, I'm, I'm going to be facing him, which sucks. He's absolute beast every time he's gotten volume. 10-plus carries five times in his career. Three out of five of those, he's been top 12, including the running back one last week. Unbelievable just efficiency in general, one of the top tackle breakers. He right now has the second most 10-plus yard runs in the NFL behind only Nick Chubb. And Nick Chubb, he's got one more than him on 30 more carries. I mean, that's pretty impressive for a backup running back to be that high in explosive run rate. Blake breaking tackles, like I said, at a just rapid-fire pace. And New York Giants bludgeoned for 178 yards on the ground last week against the Cowboys. Man, Khalil Herbert's going to smash. I'm terrified to be facing him. Nice pickup. You should absolutely have him in your lineups if you have him. Uh, DeAndre Swift is likely to be out and potentially all the way through the bye is what they're saying. The bye is in two more weeks. That's the smart play, honestly. They got Jamal Williams, a very capable back. Let Swift rest three more weeks. It's been nagging him. He's looked okay with it, but clearly every single week, it's something. So let the guy get fully healthy, sit him for three weeks. As a fantasy owner, I know that's annoying that you're going to have to deal without him for two weeks, but you should be hoping that they just set rest him. Don't let this thing flare up anymore. It seems like they're going to be smart and safe in their approach. And if they are, Jamal Williams already, I mean, he's the he's a top 10 running back. He's, a, he's the RB8 on the year. And, <laughs> and, and Swift is like maybe 12 or 13. Like it's, it, But I mean, Jamal Williams is one of those guys where I was like, yeah, you'd never guess in a million years. No. Unbelievable what he's been doing. I thought Ian Harditz had a great comparison when he came onto our podcast that's really coming to fruition, comparing him to James Conner of last year, mm. where he's like in a time split, but getting that goal line volume. And now, you know, we saw what happened when Edmonds was out. For, for James Conner was the running back four. Jamal Williams has every bit of that much upside because of how good this Lions offense has suddenly become. So yeah, automatic start Jamal Williams with or without Swift really at this point, but definitely if Swift missed top 10 upside for sure. Couple guys coming back that were high, yeah. high draft picks. Jonathan Taylor, who's the RB 10 right now, though he has not done much <laughs> toe injury. He returned to Colts practice on Thursday. He was practicing in full pad. Seems like he's going to be ready to go in week four. Dalvin cook, with a shoulder injury, also returned to practice on Thursday. He's another guy who just really has not done very much at all that people probably spend a shit ton of money on. But anyway, he's back, and it looks like he's a pretty good bet to play as well. The whole Sunday. running back position is just insanely inefficient right now. I wonder yeah. if Lips, uh, you know, Scott Barrett, the guy, the master of expected fantasy points, last year, 14 of the top 20 were running backs. Right now, it's six of the top 20 are running backs, and 14 of the top expected fantasy point getters our receivers, I messaged him, I was like, what do you think? Is this going to actually flip? And he's like, it should, but I don't know. We might just be looking at a different NFL as well. It's crazy. It's it's brutal. Speaking of crazy, the next guy on this list, Corderell Patterson, the second leading rusher in the NFL right now. The man is galloping. Seems to be helped out and boosted by the fact that Mariota has those cutback lanes opening up for him. Patterson's a friggin' stud. I love watching him. He's play. awesome. Although he might be sidelined this week. He was sidelined for the open portion of practice Thursday. Although they're saying it could likely rest at this point, resting player slash knee. I'm not overly concerned. I imagine he's in, and at this point, he shouldn't be a lineup question. He's 100% playing for you, whether that's flex or running back too. 
Alvin Kamara's court hearing for felony battery has been delayed until November 9th. That is, of course, not the felony battery that he's committing on all of our fantasy teams. <laughs> you happen to own him. This is an actual time when he beats some guy's ass. Uh, I, I really hope it continues to get delayed because I'm not sure how I'd replace that like five and a half points in my fantasy lineup. <laughs> how could Every you? Ever? He rolls out there. I got nothing else to say about this. Kamara, at least due to his legal problems, will that he's going to keep rolling out there. God, he's absolutely fucking killed me. He's been brutal, but truth, I think this is the coming out party week. He gets the Vikings. They're giving up the four two running backs. It's London. I don't know. Just in my gut, I feel like this is Kamara's coming out party. All right. And if it's not, I think it's panic time. I'm so starting I, him. I'm I feel starting pretty him. damn good. I would be trying to buy him wherever I could at this point. I, I think his owners are clearly, as you show. Oh, I don't need to buy him. He's he's squarely right in the middle of my lineup, taking a shit on my lineup card every single yep. night. And I think this is the week it rebounds. Last running back note is Byron Leftwich of the Bucks, the OC there, says Rashad White is going to get more involved. I don't really buy that. I don't really care. I just wanted to use this as a reminder. If he's out there in your leagues, there's no higher priority upside stash than Rashad White. If something happens to Lenny, and remember, he's missed three-plus games in four of his last five years, Rashad White will be an immediate running back one as this Bucks offense starts to get into gear. I love Lenny. Let's go to the wide receivers. Keenan Allen, hamstring issue. He remained limited for Thursday's practice, but he was spotted leaving practice early with a trainer, which is not a great sign. I doubt that he's going to play this week. Man, the Chargers got smoked by the freaking Jags last week. And I mean, I'm not sure having Keenan Allen there would have made any difference at all based on what I saw. I know. Tale as old as time is the Chargers are so talented and then the injuries rack up and then they just never live up to the upside. We're seeing it in front of our eyes. Now, even without Allen, I think it's this great get right smash spot for Justin Herbert, but I am worried you're losing the left tackle as well for the season Slater, like a really beastly player there in Slater. I'm worried about this team long-term. I don't think they're going to live up to expectations and Keaton Allen, one of the biggest busts you could have made at the early round three position, given how well, so many of those picks have panned out at the receiver position. He's looking like the clear lineup tanker. Josh Palmer becomes an immediate streamer that we're going to talk about later. Speaking of the Bucks earlier, all over the place with these receivers, Russell Gage was limited in practice. Last week, 13 targets, 12 catches, was an absolute hog, was one of the top waiver pickups of the week. I think he goes right back into that role, although Mike Evans will be back. Julio Jones is also limited. That seems to be a strong sign he's going to be active. Godwin practiced on Wednesday, but got a rest day on Thursday. I wonder if they take it easy with him. They probably should, but either way, reinforcements are coming for Tom Brady, and we'll talk about him as a higher quarterback later. I think he's going to have a nice rebound spot against this Chiefs team. My whole team is injured. I don't even know what to say. The Lions have a destroyed wide receiver core, and Amon Ross St. Brown might be sitting, which is another guy that I own who I love. I believe he's the wide receiver three right now. Um Ankle injury, he didn't practice Thursday. Uh, This is a second consecutive day of practice that he's missed. Obviously a concern there. Um, They say he's accounting for 34% of the Lions receiving yards on the season. So obviously he will be missed like crazy if he doesn't practice. DJ Chark, another part of that wide receiving core doing an ankle injury, was also absent from Thursday's practice. Uh, And also Josh Reynolds came back to practice on Thursday. TJ Hawkinson, I don't even know if – Speaking of just people that I think are bums, uh, he returned to practice on Thursday as well. So they are beat up, to say the least. They are, but Josh Reynolds, I think, could make a real interesting stream, as could DJ Chark, only 40% rostered right now. Practiced on Wednesday, kind of listed as a rest absence, a maintenance type of day. So double-check that on Friday. But if St. Brown sits, I know this passing attack won't be nearly as prolific, 
But I do like this Lions team as a whole. They've got a great line. They're moving at a very fast pace, and their defense, most of all, is still absolutely horrible. So they're going to need to chuck. I do think somebody will emerge here as a nice quality wide receiver, whoever it is. It's not going to be Amon level, but it could be Reynolds, could be Chark. So keep tracking that because I think a DraftKings sleeper at minimum or a wide receiver Hail Mary. Jared Goff's a top 10 guy. I know. He's been very legit. He's my quarterback right now. I never thought I'd go into the season with that. It's him and Wentz for the love of God. (laughs) I know. Uh, Brutal stuff here. More (laughs) A lot of receiver notes this week. Michael Thomas did not practice. It seems like he's trending the wrong way. For this week, Landry did return to practice. He's probably going to be able to give it a go. Either way, I think it's the Chris Olave show here. But I, Michael Thomas, keep tracking that because all three of those receivers are viable plays, especially Olave and MT. A little bit of Bills news. Gabe Davis, Daddy Davis, he did not practice on Thursday. That's a little bit concerning. They say it's really gonna. It's like a coin flip based on uh, if he practices Friday, how he looks, and all that stuff. So no idea if we're going to see him. This week, obviously, we love Davis, but man, they got a lot of weapons. Did you know that other than quarterbacks, Stephon Diggs is the number one scorer in fantasy? Yeah, what a monster! He, yeah, what a monster! You know, we were trying to do those projections earlier, and we're like, does Daddy Davis step up? No, just everything is just gone to Stephon Diggs and all the vacated targets. The guy's a monster. He is. If Davis does miss, you got McKenzie still out there in you know only forty six percent rostered right now. I don't understand that. He had nine targets last week, even with the Daddy on the field. Seven for 76 in a score. Now he gets a Baltimore team that's given up the most points to wide receivers right now. He'd be a smash spot. I don't know how McKenzie's out there in so many leagues. Go check now if Isaiah McKenzie's out there in your league, whether you're listening to the pod, whether you're here live with us right now, because I absolutely think he'd be in a smash spot should the daddy sit. He's really just a good play anyways, even if daddy plays. Jacoby Myers, he had the 35% target share throughout the season until he missed last week. He was limited. I do think it obviously hurts to not have Mac Jones in there, but of all the wide receivers I'd feel okay with if I had to use one, it would be Myers. It's that slot role, this weapon, this offense has always thrived and, and ridden through that. I do think Myers would be okay with horror. He's played okay with him in the past. So if you're desperate, you can use you can use Myers this week. Hunter Renfro, concussion. He did not practice Thursday. He's had it. Absolutely terrible season. I'm um, so he's about that. It's hard to imagine that he's going to be ready to go for week four. Obviously, uh, Mac Hollins, the Mac Hollins hype train is rolling. He had 30 fantasy points um, and led the team in yardage and uh, and fantasy points in back-to-back weeks, obviously going against a tough secondary. But Hunter Renfro is one of the biggest disappointments, I would say, for me of the season. So, and there have been many. Don't get me wrong. We're, we're overdue. I think it's going to be a quarter of the season truth when we hit next week. We should probably do a quarter like quarter season review, maybe hand out some awards, okay. like most disappointing, to. most shocking and important, like who could break out down the stretch. I feel like we did that last year. It was a really good show. So that, that could be a fun. I think like, who's the, who's the guy, who's the girl in the bar? You know how like a, a you know, the 1980s romantic cop comedy trope when the girl is like, She's like a dork, but then she takes off her glasses and lets her hair down. You're like, oh, my gosh, she's been beautiful the whole time. She's been right in front of me. Who's the player this year that represents that the best? Who took off their glasses and let their hair down? And we were like, oh, my gosh, you're the sexiest woman in the bar. And you've been sitting right in front of me this whole time. And I just looked right through you until right now. I feel like it's got to be the also most expensive woman at the bar, Christian Kirk. You bought (laughs) her like the good stuff. And she decided to let the hair down and show you who she really is. I mean, you might be right. 
I think Christian Kirk as right now has got to be one of the gorgeous. top names on that list. Gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Marquez Valdez Scantling. He's got an abdomen issue. He didn't practice on Thursday. Uh, it's yet another, as they say, week uh, midweek downgrade to be aware of. And it seems like there's been a slew of those. He was at practice, but he didn't have his helmet, they said. So that's not a great sign. We'll see what happens. <laughs> what he's questionable mean? going into Friday's practice. It's like, you know, I right. He's at, just, he's at practice. He doesn't have a helmet. To me, he's not practicing. No. Maybe Juju gets a little more of a target boost there. But either way, outside of Kelsey, that just is a nightmare to figure out. Zay Jones, one of the top waiver wire picks, one of my favorite Hail Marys we're going to talk about later, didn't practice today. So that would obviously put a quick stop to a Hail Mary breakout this week. But keep checking because he had a monster week last week. I think that game has very real shootout potential, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Jags. So, Check on his status tomorrow because he's been having a nice breakout season. Would be a big hit. Christian Watson with a hamstring issue. He's missed two practices in a row. He was upgraded uh, to a full practice this time after he had a limited one on Wednesday. So he's back in the mix after having missed those. Um, if he's back, he could, they say, he could cut into Romeo uh, Dobbs's target share. We love Romeo. I love Romeo, and I don't buy that this guy eats into it at all. I think Romeo's established himself, and this is like the next week where he proves. And that's why why I put Watson on here. It's like, not talk about him. I have no interest in him. I want to see now all these people, well, Watson was out. That's why he broke out last week. No. This is going to be proof when Watson's back on the field and Dubs maintains his top 15 wide receiver status. He's here to stay, folks. And in the Cardinals news, Rondale Moore was limited. A.J. Brown uh, not A.J. Brown, A.J. Green, rather, much less impactful, is likely to sit. And we have Rondale Moore returning to the field, so you wonder what that does to Greg Dortch, who's seen 9, 4, and 10 targets, 13, 15, and a half, and 17 PPR points in three straight weeks. You think that Rondale Moore gets that slot roll. Maybe they kick Dortch outside. He's a little more versatile in that sense. But Moore, only 17% rostered, could be worth a look. Well, as Dortch, who's been a nice streamer for you guys out there, Probably takes a little bit of a hit with Moore now inheriting that slot role from him. The Giants got a little receiver action here. Look, the Giants should maybe be three and zero right now, even though I still contend that they're terrible. Okay. Um, uh, he Kadarius Tony out for Thursday's practice. Wandell Robinson out for Thursday's practice, dealing with a hamstring and knee injuries respectively. Um, and there's been no indication whatsoever that Tony is going to be back for Sunday's game against the Bears. We'll talk about a Hail Mary I like in a second. Richie James out there in a ton of leagues. If you're desperate. Richie James. Richie James. All-American guy. Ten balls. Check it out. Tight ends, there's really no news as of right now, other than Najoku did not practice of the Browns, David Najoku. They're saying it's a rest day. He's likely to be out there. The bigger issue is whether this is the week that Stefanski wants to use him or not, because after he had a blow-up game on Thursday, they asked him, you're going to get this guy more involved moving forward? It's week to week. We know today was a clear matchup where we thought we could take it. The guy's a freak. Fucking use him. I, I don't get it. I'd love to see him become a nice, steady, tight end every week guy. He really has that type of upside. All righty, folks. We're going to now move into higher, lower Hail Mary. Keep getting that mailbag fold up. That thumbs up again keeps helping us get out into more people. We'll take about 15 minutes to get through my sit starts and Hail Marys, my streams of the week as well. Before we do, we do want to chat about our presenting sponsor, No House Advantage, for the month of September. They have been great to us. Please reciprocate the favor and uh, check them out and show the power of the pack. They are changing the game, No House Advantages, by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. You can play in pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning 250 k plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, and earn points for correct picks to climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. 
You can also test your skills versus the house in 20 extra entry. You hit all your picks. Like mentioned the last time I did this ad read, one of our big avid listeners, Mr. Chillard, Scott Willard out there, has gone back to back with $25 bets into $500. So he's up 1000 since downloading this app. The lines are nice and soft. You can check out Chillard's picks. Maybe he'll, he'll tune in tonight and let you know which five he's going with because he is absolutely slaying it right now. Uh, props out to you, my man. But you can bet up on up to five player props over unders, individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code RSJ at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app in app stores to get your first deposit matched up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today. Experience daily fantasy sports redefined. Because it's not just how you play, but also where you play, and you don't want to miss out on this. Truth, you downloaded it yet? You got to get on there. Yes, I have actually. Now, once sure. it became legal in Massachusetts, I was highly interested. Before that, I was like, eh. But now that I can actually use it and uh, you know blow some money on it or hopefully make some money on it, yes, I'm all in. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, let's let's get into higher, lower hail mary. We got uh, you know a healthy mailbag as usual on these Thursday shows. You went three and two last week. Is that right? Oh no, that was from before. Because I was looking at that and I was just like, I don't think you were right if you were lower on Lamar. Which is what no. I said. I was like, you know, he scored like a hundred and fifty fantasy. That was from week. So one. I'm going to pretend that I didn't even that. see that. I was. Like, that's why I didn't go into it. I was like, I want you to defend this. Well, yeah. I think I'm this All right, let's get into higher for this week. Hopefully, Justin Herbert. He's at Houston. You like him as your QB four. That's three spots higher than the experts. Absolutely, big fan of him. I got a lot of questions. Like, do we go back to him? Do we trust him after last week's debacle? Oddly, the Jags defense is top 10 in DVOA against the run and the pass right now. They're one of the best defenses. One of the better teams just overall right now, it seems, is the Jags. Shocking yeah. development. And plus, Herbert was dealing with the ribs, really banged up. Meanwhile, one of the worst teams in the league is Houston. I think he just comes out, unloads on them, even with the banged up line, even with Keenan Allen potentially missing the game. I, there's no way he should be a set start question again. Top four lock. I think we're getting like a nice 30 point. Just This is why Justin Herbert was a top three quarterback pick in every league type of game. Yes, he should have been below Hertz and Lamar Jackson. I can admit that at this point. And of course, Josh Allen's ahead of him. But to me, he's still the number four guy in my eyes. And I think he shows why against a bad Houston secondary. It's time right. for Tom Brady to rebound. You believe you've got him as your quarterback nine as he faces Kansas city. That's only two spots above the experts, but it's worth noting. I'd say he's got a lot Absolutely. of guys coming back, a lot of weapons. He's another guy I get questions about every time and deservedly. So he's like the quarterback 25 right now in fantasy, very, very abysmal start to the year, but you got to keep things in mind. One, he's faced three of the top, five pass defenses in the league to start the year Two, he's had none of his weapons to start the year. And obviously all the chaos going on at home. I can't speak to that. I don't know what's happening with him and Giselle. It has probably been affecting his play, but I think this is a nice get right spot against the chiefs. They're going to need to be on their a game. This is the type of game Brady really lasers in for. They've given up the ninth most points to quarterbacks. At least Evans will be back. Seems like Gage and him finally have a nice rapport as well. Julio probably going to be back. Looked great in week one. And maybe even Godwin's back. But even if not, uh, his, his left tackle as well, Donovan Smith, should be back too. So big onslaught of talent coming back for them. The best matchup he's had by a country mile this year. I think Brady rebounds big and has a nice 300-yard, two to three touchdown day. Big on the bounce back this year. A this guy week. you're lower on, and I can't believe this is even on the list. Be, not, be, not because that I think you're wrong. It's like I just can't believe that that – I I think you're you and the media are high on this guy. You got Russell Wilson at Vegas as your quarterback 14. The experts 
have him all the way up at 10. I think you're both being really generous. You want to hear uh, a trade that my buddy Johnny Goodtimes offered me this week? Uh, yes. He offered me Russell Wilson and Adam Thielen in exchange for Jalen Hurts. That's just insulting. It, and, and I told him it was insulting, and he's like, well, it's a starting point. It's like, no, it's not. No, like, I don't You're offering me, like, one of the worst quarterbacks in the league and a washed receiver for, like, the number three quarterback in fantasy. It was, anyway, Russell Wilson's a freaking joke, in my opinion. Go ahead. He talk absolutely is a joke. He's averaged 12.9 fantasy points per game. He's 25th right now in quarterback points below – Geno Smith over there. Substantially. There's like five guys on waivers in my league that are, that have had better fantasy seasons than Russell. Oh yeah. Mariota, like Baker's right there with him. Baker's higher than Russell. I'm pretty sure. And he sucks. He sucks. He's absolutely brutal. Uh, As is Russell Wilson. They are dead last right now. The Broncos with a 14% touchdown percentage when they get to the red zone. That's worse than Seattle. The next worst team at 25%. Carolina is at 38%. The third worst team. So 14 freaking percent. I mean, that is just sickening. And it's not like he's they're been, two and one. It's it's a it's an abomination. What's that's going an on? Abomination. It, he's had the number one clean pocket percentage. He's had the number four line in pass blocking grade. So it's not the line. It's not like he's under duress all the seven top seven in deep pass attempts and normal pass rate right now. I think he might just suck. Like he really just might be a bad player at this point. Quarterback 24 and 29 after a quarterback. 14 finish. He's never been above quarterback 14. So suddenly I can't believe you have him at 14. I really, I, can't I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think I might be too high on him and I'm already four spots below the ECR on this guy. The one thing is like, if there's a get right spot, it could be the Raiders. It's a nice juicy matchup. It's one of the few games that feels like it could get to a shootout, but this team, the play calling's bad. Russell's bad. I think he just sucks, and I think he's going to be I feel like the Raiders are better than they are, and they have to win, and I think they're going to beat the Broncos. I think I think he needs to be cut in fantasy leagues. I tweeted that out today, tr- Truth, and I was like, he's also the biggest tool in the NFL, and it's a bad locker room presence. Some friggin' nerd was like, that is so unnecessary. You don't have to put your hate out there into the world. I'm now unfollowing you. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, please, oh, don't unfollow me, masked man. Like, oh, God, it just – like I just said, he's the biggest tool in a bad life. One little joke about that, and he's like, "You are better than that. You should We're be allowed a better." To call. You're not better than that. That's no. exactly who you are. It's a bad, bad like, <laughs> it's a tool. Russell Wilson's an absolute. We're allowed to call man. people tools. Yeah, like, what's so bad about calling out a guy that's a tool? Every single one of his teammates has hated playing with him throughout their career. Everyone shits on him once they're not his quarterback anymore. And like, you see the mannerisms. He's like. In the middle of the field, like juking out nobody, like doing all the stupid shit to then suck. Like he's a loser. He's a, he's an absolute tool bag. You can like, only yeah, be like that if you, your locker room. Get over it. It's, it's sad, sensitive, freaking. I, I don't get it. You can Let's only move be on to the Hail Marys. I'd rather no. play them in. Look, if you act like that, you have to be awesome. Exactly. Like like when Cam Newton had his MVP year and he was like dressing like a pimp at every press conference, it was okay. Then it's great because he was the MVP. Once he started sucking, it wasn't as cool anymore. Not anyway, cool at all. <laughs> Hail Mary, Marcus Mariota. I feel like you're just going to roll him out at this spot every single week. I think I've had him every single week, and he's only 23% rostered still. He's facing a Cleveland team that's given up the 10th most points to quarterbacks, even though they faced Baker Mayfield, Joe Flacco, and Mitch Trubisky. They've still given up the 10th most points to quarterbacks. That tells you Marcus Mariota, who right now is quarterback 13 in fantasy points per game, is actually a pretty good play. They're pushing the ball downfield, 11th in deep pass attempts. And, of course, the Konami upside, 4th in carries, 6th in rushing yard, 1st in red zone carries. So 
I think this is a great spot for Marcus Mariota in a game that I could see being an ugly shootout. I absolutely love the play. Now, if he's gone in your league, I think Geno Smith, yeah. who we just said, is outscored Russell Wilson on the year. 11% rostered. Gets a Detroit secondary. Second most fancy points allowed to quarterbacks. And we did see a big uptick. And this is why I think I can actually play this guy and feel okay about playing DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett again. I think so After too. averaging you know, 48 plays in their first two games, which was like 15 less than the next closest. They ran 69 plays. After Pete Carroll said, we're going to try to go more up-tempo, really get more action going here, uh, snapping it with 15 seconds or more on 47% of the play. So really did pick up the pace. Great news for both of those weapons, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. And it makes Geno Smith actually viable against a really, really bad Detroit team. I'm going to tell you a secret. I kind of like Geno Smith. I don't mean I like – I'm not even really talking about fantasy. I'm, I know he's not a great quarterback. But it's like he's just one of those guys you hear his name and automatically everyone's just like he sucks. And it's like and so just because of that, I kind of I kind of pull for him a little I'm bit. I'm pulling for him. Yeah, why not? I'm pulling for the Seahawks. Like I I don't, I don't really care if they win or lose, but I fucking I, clearly Russell Wilson. It was nice seeing him beat the Broncos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, watch list burning questions. Obviously, Zach Wilson coming back and how that going to impact the offense. We'll see. Um, and is Kenny Pickett going to show up? Uh, I don't know. Mitch Trubisky's looking pretty really good. I really hope so. It's about damn time. Let's get it. All right, let's talk running backs. We spent a long time on quarterbacks because we got really angry about Russell Wilson. <laughs> but uh, All right, real quick, running backs. James Robinson, who I believe is the RB3 in half-point PPR football right now. He's at Philadelphia. You like him at RB11. Five, higher than the experts. It's hard for me to rank this guy 16th as a running back based on what he's done this year. Yeah, he's been a really solid player. The Jags, the top seven offense, and he's clearly the goal line capper. He's scored a touchdown in every single game. The guy looks really, really good. Top eight in every single week for fantasy so far. Wow. Uh, you know, he's just kind of superhuman. I don't know how he did it, tearing his Achilles and coming back at this pace. But I think if they have any shot against the Eagles, it's slowing down that team by trying to hammer the run. It's a pretty good run, D, but we've seen them. So Jamal Williams score multiple touchdowns against them. Like They give up scores on the ground. They aren't an impenetrable defense. So I could see James Robinson just keep doing what he's doing. I can't believe he's outside the top 15 running backs. It's crazy. After, again, three straight top eight performances and a running back three right now on the season, as you mentioned. Khalil Herbert going against the Giants. You got him at 13. That's four above the experts. Again, it seems very similar to the Robinson thing. I'm, I'm just surprised he's that low. Yeah. Again, last week, running back one had a monster day, and that's just dating back. Every time he's seen 10-plus carries, three out of five of those times, he's been a top 12 running back, averaging 17 fantasy points per game in those contests. He's on pace for 1,700 rushing yards and 10 touchdowns, and any time he's seen 10-plus carries, I think he's a smash play against a Giants team giving up 178 yards on the ground. We mentioned earlier how damn efficient he is. The second most 10-plus yard runs in the NFL right now behind only Nick Chubb by a carry or by one, and he's had 30 less carries than him. The guy's an actually good player. He also saw most of the receiving work, over 60% of the routes, so it's not even a timeshare. Three down back in a good matchup with a good talent. Don't, don't overthink this. He's a top 12 running back this week. Rounding out the higher uh, running backs, you like Brees Hall, Pittsburgh is your RB23. You also like Ramondre. He's been creeping up a little bit uh, through your – I mean, you've been seeing the Ramondre storm coming for a while. You've been talking about it. Uh, going at Green Bay, you got him at 25. The experts actually have him all the way down at 32. 
Yeah, I'm really encouraged by the usage I've seen from both of these guys and think both of them are quality running back twos this week that I'm getting a lot of sit starts on. We'll start with Brees real quick. Coming off a really nice day, six catches for 53 yards in addition to 39 yards on the ground. He's had double-digit PPR fantasy points in every single game so far this year. But what I really like is how secure his role is becoming after it seemed like it was a three-headed nightmare in week two, week three. He ended up taking 80% of the short yardage work, 86% of the third down work, which was the key thing that Ty Johnson was mixing in for for no reason. I have no idea why. But locked it up this week, had his best day of the year even without scoring a touchdown. Now he gets Pittsburgh, who's given up these six most points, two running backs on the year, and they've been bludgeoned the last two weeks without TJ Watt in there, 118, 160 yards on the ground. Like I mentioned, Hall, not bad anyways. Running back 12, running back 18 across his past two. I think he can definitely stay inside your top 20 running backs in a good matchup. The one question is, does Zach Wilson throw to running backs as much? Who knows? He did last year. It's, I think it's part of the design of the scheme, not quite on the level of White, uh, Mike White or Joe Flacco has, but I still think he's in a great spot to do so. And as mentioned, Ramondre Stevenson, his role has continued to get better. Per Dwayne McFarlane, one of my favorite guests we had over the summer, 62% of the snaps, 54% of the rush attempts, 64% of the routes, 16% target share, 60% of short yardage, 60% of the long down and distance, and 100% of the two-minute offense for Ramondre. That's a borderline running back one role. Our guy Scott Barrett noting that Ramondre had nine exclusive drives in week uh, week three after only seeing six, then eight has so gone up every single week. He's so damn efficient with his work as he was last week. He was a top 15 running back on his work last week. I, I love Ramondre. Just such a good player. I think they're going to really lean on him and the run game this week. Let's talk about guys you're lower than. The first one's no surprise. Miles Sanders going against Jacksonville. You got him as your RB 32. The experts like him for some reason all the way up at 21, 21. which puts him which puts him like right around where they have Herbert and right around where they have James Robinson. At which least within no spin sense. distance. Yeah, it's crazy. How are those guys even in the same conversation? It, it does, doesn't make any sense. The Jags are right toward the top of the league in rush DVOA. They haven't allowed more than 60 yards to a single rusher. I get that Sanders, you know, 15 or more carries in every week. He seems to be the only guy in this backfield getting any type of meaningful work. But I think this game is definitely much more of a pass attack for both teams. And the, the one time he's had, he's had a couple of good weeks to start the year, Sanders. Detroit, Minnesota, though, are both top five in fantasy points allowed to the running back. He still only put up like 10 ish points. It wasn't even that impressive. Last week, only five to six fantasy points, depending on your scoring formats, when he faced a finally a decent run D. This is a better run D that he's faced all year. I think five to six makes sense for this week on my bench. Damian Pierce. Your RB24, five below the experts. Now, it's not that you don't like Pierce. Like, you can actually see some some possibility for shining. Uh, Bosa's out, and the, the Chargers line stinks. Uh, their yeah. defensive line stinks right now. Um, but game script, right? I mean, that's what you're worried about. Exactly. As you mentioned, they're 32nd in yards allowed before contact right now, this D-line. They're getting bullied and no Bosa. So there is a path to a good day. He's my running back 24, so it's like – you probably are starting him, but they have him. The experts ranked as like a fringe top 15 guy alongside you know, James James Robinson and you know some of these other names that I'm significantly higher on. And I'm just nervous that they get game flowed out, as you just mentioned. I think as going with my Herbert higher call, if this Chargers team bombards them, that means Burkett, who saw you know almost 60% of the routes so far on the year, been the clear-cut third down guy. We've only seen 27% route participation, the highest for Damian Pierce on the season. That was last week, only two targets. He's clearly getting subbed out for that third down work. So if that's what ends up happening, 
you could, it just matters. Does, does this guy actually get into the end zone or see some work ahead of time? He is fourth in the league in red zone touches right now at 11. Like that's pretty impressive for a team. That's not that good, but I'm a little worried that they get down early and it becomes a game flow situation. All right, guys, to keep an eye on Jamal Williams, is he an actual bona fide running back one without DeAndre Swift there? I would honestly say that, uh, like we talked about, with running backs the way they are, I do think that he is. I think that he's a bona fide running back one. Um, Maybe the number for that is lower this year than it has been in the past. But, yeah, I I would absolutely roll him out there and and look for RB1 numbers. Also, we're looking to see if Alvin Kamara rebounds. Minnesota has given up a lot of points to running backs this year. Interesting London game. He's done nothing, obviously. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. This is the spot. I'm telling you, I'm buying low this week. If you can get in Kamara, I think he's going to have a nice 102 TD day, and everyone's going to be ranking him back inside your top six running backs for the year. All right, let's talk wide receivers. Guy, you're higher on Amari Cooper. He's at Atlanta. You got him at 17. The experts have him all the way down at 22. I feel really good about him, and I know I came into the year lower on him. I was worried about Brissett, but this seems to me like it's that Rare instance that a worse QB is actually good for the receiver, at least the number one receiver, because they just lock in and give their guy the ball. And that's what's happening here. 10 and 11 targets in back-to-back weeks. He said after week one, it was a complete dud for Cooper. And he watched the film and was like, this guy's open way more than I realized. I need to feed him. And we've clearly seen that come into fruition. He's the wide receiver 10 and wide receiver four over his last two weeks. Back-to-back 100-yard and touchdown days. Atlanta's giving up the fifth most points to wide receivers. I think that, like I mentioned with Mariota as my, my quarterback, Hail Mary, sneaky, sloppy shootout potential for this game. I'm surprised at how low the experts are, given how well Cooper's been, and none of it feels unsustainable right now. I'm a little surprised, too. I mean, we were. We faded the Browns like crazy. But, I mean, I, I've seen what I've, I've seen what I've seen. I mean, he's getting a lot of targets. He's catching a lot of balls. Brissett's not great. But he's I got to give it up. He's not the, he's not the worst not guy great. in the league. He's not the worst, though. And I thought he might be the worst. He was so bad for uh, Miami. Um, I, I thought he, I really thought he might be the worst guy out there. But I'm definitely doing wrong. A great he's, he's at least competent. In the running game, you know, both guys startable easily. Nick Chubb, number one running back in in fantasy. Yeah, Stefanski's got to get credit there. I mean, the guy has really coached up a brilliant scheme for Brissett, accentuating his strengths, minimizing his weaknesses, and it's really made Cooper and, as you mentioned, Chubb thrive in fantasy. So, Kareem Hunt's been great, too. Yeah. Um, For at least pretty good. Chris Olave going against Minnesota, wide receiver 26, six spots higher than the experts. Yeah, I mean, he he really might be a coming force, huh? Absolutely. And this ranking factors in that MT could be playing. I still think that's how good Olavi is. If MT's out, shoot him up even higher. Back-to-back 13 target days, 150 more air yards than the next closest guy. Back-to-back weeks leading the NFL in air yards. The guy is just getting an insane usage role. Last week, we saw it to start to come to fruition with 147 yards and nine catches. Still hasn't even found the end zone, and he's been dominating at that level. 33% and 34% target share, 62% and 40% air yard share across the last two weeks. And now he gets a Minnesota team that's just not very good at all. I think that 23 fantasy point week last week is a sign of the things to come for the rest of the season, looking like a league winner in that round nine to 10 range. I think the best is yet, as I just mentioned, the best Saints receiver the rest of the year. I think he's better than Mike Thomas from here on out. I love Chris Olave. Man, I don't know how I feel about this next one. You got Brandon Ayuk going against the Rams. You like him at 30, uh, five spots above the experts. I like Ayuk a lot, but you saw that that Broncos 49ers game. Right. And I mean, I believe he scored a touchdown in that game. He did, but, but I mean, it was one of the worst 
you know, sometimes you're just like, oh, it's a defensive struggle. Sometimes yeah. it's like, wow, both these offenses are so fucking bad that there's, that there's there's no way anybody could do anything. I mean, like that, that was like one of the worst quarterback duels ever. That, <laughs> that duel would be right. I mean, like firecrackers, like chucking those little fucking like right. duds at each other. It was like a, a pillow fight. It, exactly. And not, nothing more than a pillow fight. I do think the Rams are a significantly worse defense than the Broncos. I think the Broncos are a genuine. The Broncos do defense. have a good defense. I'll give them I think that. the 49ers do too. I think both teams have very good defenses. So that's what I'm banking on. Because the Rams have given up the second most points to wide receivers. Similar mold of receiver Marquise Brown. 17 targets, 14 catches last week. I know that offense is a faster pace, more pass happy. I get all that. But Ayuk. You know, we've seen a, a wide receiver put up at least 20 fantasy points against this Rams defense. Is it going to be Debo? Yeah, probably it's Debo. But eight targets in back-to-back weeks have led the team. I, I don't know. I just – something about it. It's kind of right. more of a gut call. But in terms of matchup, in terms of the style of play, I just think this is an IU blow-up week. I think he gets deep. We get a lot of questions about IU. So I, I want to toss him like on it. here. All right. Speaking of Marquise Brown, you got him leading your lower list going against yeah. Carolina. You got him at 26. The experts like him all the way up at 17. Yeah. I'm, and I, again, I'd rather have Marquise Brown than I do. Like, I don't want my lower to say, sure. I don't want to play this guy. I do. He's just being ranked as like a, a almost top 12 guy and deservedly so. Again, 17 targets, 14 catches, 21 fantasy points at half EPR. That, that's insane. But just don't forget the first two weeks, 12 and 10 fantasy points, wide receiver 26 and wide receiver 38. That's more of what I'm expecting here. I ranking, you know, the, the, the big thing here is JC Horn, an unreal corner for the, the Panthers. They've limited the uh, opposing offenses to the fewest receiving TDs allowed to receivers so far this season. And JC Horn's been completely locked down. Passer rating when targeting against him is 15.3. Multiple picks, like teams just kind of, Fade him. They just, you know, whoever he's on, they just don't look at anymore. And I'm worried that he's going to shadow Marquise Brown because he's been shadowing teams all year. So despite that big week, he only has one really blow up game. Two of the others have been meh. And now he gets one of the best lockdown corners in the league on him. A little bit sketchy of ranking him out inside my top like 15 as he is right now by the experts. Rashad Bateman going against Buffalo. You like him at 34. The experts like him a little more up at 28. I'm with you on this one. Yeah, he's only running 70% of the routes right now. So is he the number one receiver? Maybe on this team. But you want your number one receiver running 95 to 100% of the routes, not 70%. He's been fully reliant on big play TDs. And I do think more often than not, the way Lamar's playing, big TDs are going to happen each and every week. But I do think the Bills are very good at limiting that. Tyree Kill, two catches for 30 yards. They know how to take out that number one deep threat in an offense. So I'm nervous Bateman gets that same treatment that Tyree Kill did. Uh, so, yeah, pretty nervous about him. And just Mooney. like Time to cut Darnell Mooney. Cut him. Just fucking cut him. I wanted to throw him on there because I somehow I'm still getting questions about him. The answer is no, you don't play him. In fact, you send him packing. The guy has 27 receiving yards, not on average, on the fucking year. 27 receiving yards. Derrick Henry has 58 receiving yards on the year. He's doubled up Darnell Mooney. This team is averaging 78.3 passing yards per game. It is pathetic. It's abysmal. It's killing Darnell Mooney, who I do think is an okay talent. I am not sitting and waiting on this one anymore. No way. Get rid of the guy. couple Hail Marys at the wide receiver position. Zay Jones, you already talked about a little bit um, at Philly. He's only 29% rostered. And then Richie James Jr., who you brought up earlier in the podcast, going against Chicago, only 12% owned. And then there's Josh Palmer, who I've, you know, I kind of sneaky think Josh Palmer might be a decent play this week. He's at Houston. 
27% roster. 100. If I have to rank them now that Keenan Allen's not practicing, I think Josh Palmer dropped in a lot of rosters because they thought Keenan Allen was back. He'd be my number one streamer, assuming Keenan Allen's out. Dating back to last year when Keenan Allen's been out, he's the wide receiver 16, 17 points, wide receiver 22 with 15 points, wide receiver 32 with 14 points, wide receiver 33 with 11 points, and wide receiver 24 with 13 points. Over his last five games without Keenan Allen, I think you can just bank on that top 36 numbers for a guy that's out there in nearly 80% of leagues. So I really like Josh Palmer against a bad Houston team, especially last week. Nine targets, the highest he's ever seen in his NFL career. 99 yards, six catches. Like, feel really good about that role. Think he finds the end zone, sees about 80 yards. Should Keenan Allen miss? And it looks like he is. Now, I also love Zay Jones, only 29% rostered right now, 11 targets last week, hauled in 10 of them for 85 yards and a score. All training camp was about how these two have a kinetic type of connection, him and, and Trevor Lawrence, 25%, 13%, and 30% target share across his first three weeks. He might miss the game. It didn't practice today, but definitely a Hail Mur- Mur- Hail Mary, not Murray, worth <laughs> taking. If this game becomes a shootout, I think it could. And as mentioned, you said Richie James has four-plus catches in every single week. He has 10-plus fantasy points in two of his three weeks so far. He leads the Giants with 14 receptions. We now know no more Sterling Shepard, torn ACL on that awful turf. He was averaging a 29% target share. So Richie James was doing this damage with another target hog beside him. Now there's really nobody else. Kenny Galladay can't catch a fucking ball, and Wandale and Tony aren't practicing. You could see... 10, 15 targets go Richie James's way against a bad Chicago team. So I really like him as a play. I did want to shout out, too, as a Hail Mary, Josh Reynolds, 3% rostered. If all those other guys are gone, I do think somebody from the Lions has to step up and carry the load if Amon sits. Josh Reynolds, 11 and 12 fantasy points the last two two weeks. If him and Chark are out, Amon and, and Chark, I think Josh Reynolds could have easily another 12 to 15 fantasy point day with even bigger upside. This guy's made some big plays throughout his NFL career. That's true. I like yeah, Josh Reynolds a lot. All right. Uh, as far as what we're watching, we already touched on this in the quarterback section. We're talking about the Jets wide receivers. What's going to happen with Zach Wilson there? Is Eli Moore, can he be redeemed? Uh, Romeo Dobbs, we also already talked about. Uh, we do think we'll both like him kind of to ascend to being Rodgers number one. And Rondell Moore, does he play? If so, what's his role? Hopefully not a scarecrow. Want to get into the tight ends? Hey, before we get into tight ends, uh, give us a like if you haven't already. We've gotten a, a lot of likes if you combine our, our Facebook and uh, hell yeah, Thank a lot you of people watching. We appreciate it. it. Well, just, if just you haven't given it to us, give it to us. Almost 70 questions. I'm just going to hit these tight ends okay. real fast because I want to get to all these. But as we finish up this portion of the show and then get on to all your questions, that thumbs up button is so greatly appreciated. So thank you yep. guys again for being here. Dawson Knox is by hire. I'm just always a Knox guy, but I think this is truly the week he gets in for two scores. He is so overdue. I don't know why. Just in my gut, I'm like, this is the Knox week. Everybody's going to be playing digs and DFS. And as they should, he's going to kill it. But if Danny Davis especially misses, I love Knox. Tight end 11, three spots higher than the ECR against this bad Ravens team overall. Just a bad defense with all these injuries. Lower, there was really nothing glaring to me, to be honest. I was pretty much with one, within one of all the experts until we get to like Cole Komet at 27. So it's like, eh, no time. You're not playing Cole Komet anyway. So no time. Fuck, we got a big mailbag. Exactly. Hail Mary, though. I love Tyler Conklin. If you watch my waiver wire show this week, he's now up to 39% rostered. Did you know Tyler Conklin's the tight end three on the year? Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, you, you checked the list this this yep. week. Unbelievable, though, that the tight end three is still not even 60%, uh, you know, out there in 60% of leagues right now. 
absolutely insane. The guy has more routes than any tight end, more snaps than any tight end. Uh, and yeah, Zach Wilson, who knows what's going to happen there. But Pittsburgh secondary is nothing special. If you have to go deeper, let's say you're you're in the 40% of leagues that he's actually out there. I toss in Hayden Hurst tonight. 20% rostered, saw 15 targets in his first two weeks, got hurt last week, but ends up get, getting fully healthy this week. Should be back out there. Another seven to eight targets against the Miami team, giving up the fifth most points to the position. Not a bad play. The only thing I'm really worried about watching is George Kittle. Can he finally get back? Can we actually have a viable third tight end on this list of patheticness? And does David Njoku follow up his big week last week? Or is he truly just an every week matchup thing, as Kevin Stavansky suggested? I just think that's what tight ends have been reduced to. I'm not expecting Kittle to rise up to be like one of those top three guys. I mean, it's- like maybe to the Conklin level, maybe like I said, Zach Ertz, I think, is the tight end four. He hasn't even been good. I know. And Kelsey, how many more years does Kelsey have? Like two? It's Maybe. it's gonna get become a fucking barren landscape soon enough if Pitts doesn't really realize the ceiling. Yeah, that's that's the thing. If Pitts would just do anything, he could like be dominating the tight end. He could position. be the number one by a mile. Yeah, yeah we'll but, get there. But he's not. All right. Anyway. All right, let's let's hit the mailbag. Sorry to cut you off. <laughs> okay. It's 7.51. The mailbag gra- graphics, and that means we got, what, uh, like 25 minutes where we can really plow through some mail? That's we'll awesome. plow through. We got like 30 minutes before the game. So right. I will I will preface it this way. We're going to stop at kickoff. So if you have a Thursday night game tonight and you have a question you must get answered, Collins for the first 10, 15 minutes get priority. Then we got to go kind of rapid fire. Of course, Super Chats, as you guys know, will get priority as well. So if you got something you're really weighing tonight, you want a big detailed answer, that Super Chat helps us out so much, and we promise you we'll get to those first. But first, let's get our call in the streak alive, Mr. Campanelli. I love that Dave Dave actually got to the show before me today. <laughs> I love it. I, I was going to call you out. On it, he was waiting in the he was in the waiting room already. I was going to call you out on that, but you know, I understand children. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Wolf, don't I'm, give him an excuse. No, children do not come first. <laughs> Fantasy football first. <laughs> Usually. Usually. <laughs> but um I I'm kind of in a predicament right now. Um I'm looking at Tyler Boyd because I have Amon, it's a full PPR. I have Amon NMT as questionable. Would you mm. pick up Tyler Boyd for tonight or would you wait for the questionable? Because <laughs> I did pick up, I got Zay Jones on waivers. Okay. But um, with the 930 game for MT mm. and now three guys being questionable, I'm kind of just at like a loss now of like, Am I going to be scraping the barrel at one o'clock? You want to put somebody in the game that you know is actually going to play. Exactly. (laughs) Or who's not a a decoy. Right. Yeah. I understand. I would say this is Tyler Boyd, the gap between like him and Zay Jones, your pickup, or maybe he doesn't play Josh Reynolds if St. Brown sits. That gap isn't so big. Whereas let's say Amon comes back and practices in full and it was just all kind of rest. And suddenly you've turned, you know, you've blown that roster spot on Tyler Boyd, who maybe he has a good night. He had a broken tackle last week that he turned into a 60-yard touchdown. Great. Otherwise, he's been vastly mediocre. So uh, to me, you don't play Boyd. It's not worth burning that spot tonight. You wait it out because even if he doesn't play, I think the streamers, that gap is a whole lot less between Boyd and those streamers than St. Brown and Boyd. It should St. Brown, MT, one of those end up coming through for you. So I don't play Boyd tonight. I wait this one out and get more information as the week develops. 
I appreciate that, Wolf. And Truth, you are 2-0 and on who you've destroyed My for mushroom. fantasy in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Who are we going to mush this week? Oh, God. <sighs> wow. That's tough. Um, you got to start I'm, looking at your opponent, Truth, and then picking, like, whoever your guy is fit playing. I'm, I'm leaning towards Alvin Kamara. Oh, That's your own guy. Don't do that. <laughs> Alan Robinson's my own guy, too. Oh, man. Every, every, all my guys suck. Why do you do it to yourself? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just I'm just calling it like I see it, Wolf. Pick Javante I Williams for me. I hope I'm wrong. Javante Pick Williams. Saquon Barkley for me. Okay. <laughs> My, I would, I would say, I would be the least surprised if Alvin Kamara just shit the bed. Well, I, I appreciate I hope, it, and I'll I hope be, I'm wrong. I appreciate it, guys, and I'll be uh, in here monitoring your super chats for you. Awesome, awesome buddy. Thank appreciate you so it. much, David. As always, love the call and streak. All righty, let's hit it. All right, should I start Jamal Williams over Allen Robinson or over oh, John yeah. Dotson? Much appreciated. Absolutely, you should. One hundred percent over anybody over Allen Robinson. Again, I think you send the locker room a message and cut him. But yeah, Jamal Williams, again, top he's, 10 running back. He's a top ten RB right now. Omar, yeah. what's up, Omar? Wolf got some tough choices this week. Should I go Edmonds or Acres, or wait to see if Keenan Allen plays so I can play Palmer instead? Full PPR. I don't think Keenan Allen's going to play personally. Yeah, I, I think you wait this out. Edmonds, sure, the two touchdowns were nice last week, but that role is still sketchy. I could see it turning towards him this week and him just taking over, but I I, I want to see that and then be like, okay, now I can roll him out the rest of the year rather than rely on that. Like the two touchdowns bailed you out last week if you used him, but sketchy role, you know, I, I'd wait this one out. Matt Noto, just a gross one. Full PPR, A-Rob, Zay Jones, or Lazard, Traylon Burks. I need a wide receiver three. I almost want to say Traylon Burks. I feel like he's trending towards a breakout with the highest route participation on the team last week. Now that might meet the highest target percentage as he did at week one. If that comes to fruition, the guy's a talent. I'm kind of leaning Traylon Burks, maybe Zay Jones. I just, it's not A-Rob. I'll tell you that, unfortunately. Salsa, Contito, Wolf. What's up, Salsa? (laughs) CJ says, Bills hangover plus Vegas favoring the Bengals on purpose. Bengals minus four easy. That's what I said. No way. Okay. It's, it's, it, take the points. Take the points. I don't, I don't know. Me and CJ both feeling the same way. That's tough. So also Contito, thoughts on Dalvin Cook. I want to start him, but maybe considering him on my flex rather than Deontay Johnson. Hawkinson is scaring me to even considering him to start over Friar Muth. You play, you play Dalvin. He practiced in full today. He's good to go. And, and we've seen him in braces before. He actually like plays better. I don't know why. The harness last year was a huge boost to his his. Yeah, Dalvin. right. I'd rather have Dalvin in there. I mean, Deontay Johnson should also be in your lineup most likely, though, so I don't know who you're sitting. And then I go Hawkinson over Frymuth, given all these injuries to the wide receiver core. Hawkinson, yeah, he's kind of a bum, but the volume is one of the only beneficial things, like one of the very rare tight ends to actually see steady volume at the position. So I don't mind Hawkinson at all this week. Matt Duckworth, the truth. Nice. (laughs) I think that must have been right when I showed up. Uh, Are the fireworks going to fly high tonight in a shootout? He wants to know. I hope so. I kind of doubt it, but we'll see. I doubt it too. I'm hoping for it, but I don't think we get a shootout. Danny Jennings, good evening, fellas. Happy Thirsty Thursday. Not to be yes, confused sir. with Happy Thursday Sunday or Monday. Got Tua, <laughs> Mixon, and Tyree tonight. Shootout. Loving it. All right. I hope so. DJ Dolphins third string quarterback Skylar Thompson is active for the first time this season. Huh? Well, I guess that, man. yeah. I mean, who's their second string quarterback? It's, is know. it Teddy? Is it Teddy Bridgewater? It is Teddy Bridgewater. Good call. Big Dick Teddy. Austin Ferrister, one spot on the bench. Who do you stash? Christian Watson, Jordan Mason, or Tony? Thanks, guys. I'm still loving it when Truth talked about having to fight <laughs> and Dominican Sue when he was on that. 
<laughs> I want to bring that back. The problem, the problem with that, Austin, is honestly that the shows that I'm doing with the Wolf right now, they're they're excellent shows, but they're tight. Like they're we're, we're tight. working up to kickoff, which is awesome. I think it's a great format. And I mean, I, I'd love to put in a good five minutes on a hypothetical meth involved or otherwise. I agree. Um, so hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to bring it back in some way before too long. Maybe I'll just have to get on a third show with the Wolf. Just so yeah, we we'll probably have to every every few weeks or something at least. <laughs> yeah, we're we're talking about doing the award show. I could throw some hypotheticals. Yeah, out that could be that could yeah, bring your best hypotheticals of these stashes. I I don't love them any of them honestly. I think Tony's I a problem. He's always hurt. Watson's not going to take the role from Dubs. Jordan Mason clearly, like you know, as much as I want him, to Jeff be Wilson guy, looks not. good. Um, I, I would think? rather stash like Foreman and see if he ends up getting a start for Christian McCaffrey, uh, or, or if something happens to McCaffrey, maybe you have a handcuff the rest of the year. I don't really like any of these guys as don't, stashes, so I'm more intrigued to see what else is out there. Don't you think Jeff Wilson looks good? He does. I like I Jeff think, Wilson. I've always been a Wilson guy. I have Wilson on my team, and I'm happily playing. He's, he's one of the guys. I mean, I feel much better about him than I do Kamara. Yeah. Ben Tomzik, happy Thursday, fellas. Good thing Tua's back is feeling better after getting the most obvious concussion I've ever seen. <laughs> Agree, Ben. Do I sit Chase Edmonds tonight in favor of either Isaiah McKenzie or Josh Reynolds, PPR? I like Reynolds. And then, I mean, I like McKenzie. I like McKenzie. And, you know, if daddy's playing and everybody's in uh, there and then everybody's out for the lines, maybe you go Reynolds. But Edmonds just isn't safe enough yet, in my opinion. Again, could score another touchdown, maybe even two. Good back and a good offense, but the he's out-touched by Mostert in two straight weeks right now. I can't feel great about that role. Uh, Joel Vanderwalker says, I'd take him over Trubisky. I don't know at what point of the – we must have been talking about somebody in the in the show at that point, but I don't remember who. Geno Smith probably. But, I mean, honestly, if you if, if I'd take him over Trubisky, he could be talking about a lot of people. I'd say 99% <laughs> quarterbacks in the league. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'd, Joshua Green, would you trade Goddard and Akers for Waller? No, I definitely wouldn't. No, a- Akers Waller. currently on my bench, but terrified to trade him away. I yeah, I Akers doesn't do much for me, but Goddard I honestly might straight up be better than Waller, and you can at least see if Akers does end up coming into his his complete upside. So no, why? What's Waller done to warrant that type of consideration? You know, no way. Agree. I, I wouldn't even trade Goddard for Waller straight up. Yeah. Um, ML says CEH is like number four. He is. I know, right? On very minimal touches. It's fucking crazy. ML says, remember, going into his final year of college, Hubbard was seen as a first-round pick. That didn't work out. He still has some under-the-radar skill. That was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. A lot of injuries ago. That's what I'm saying. He used to be a beast, yes, but – I, I just don't think that's the same guy we're getting in the NFL right now. He says Foreman's a solid stash better than Hubbard, but Hubbard is not a horrible idea if you have room. I don't know. I think one uh, or the other. Like, I, I prefer Foreman, but, yes, I think both backs deserve to be rostered at this point to see what happens. Simeon Drew, do you start Tua or Herbert? ML says Herbert. I go Herbert, yeah. I like Tua tonight, but I'm going Herbert. Me too. The Joker. For kickers, uh, should I drop Matt Prater for Jason Sanders tonight? Maybe. I mean, Sanders is a good quarterback, but I I, I like Kringer. I Kicker. go down way Koo, who's out there in more leagues anyways, though. You would. Yeah. Always Koo. Give me a break. Ryan Hagerty, Dubs, McLaurin, or Pollard in my flex spot? I'm leaning mm, uh, McLaurin, but just because of talent. Honestly, that's a sketchy role, though. Wouldn't hate at all if you go Dubs at all. Like, I kind of like Dubs. I think he's going to destroy the secondary of the pass, but terrible. Kind of like Dubs, even though I think I have McLaurin higher in the rankings. What do you think? Um, I'm tempted by Dubs. I'm not going to lie to McLaurin you. McLaurin did have 100 yards and get involved last week. Like He's just such a good player. 
it's really hard to not go McLaurin, in my opinion. I would probably go to McLaurin, but I would hate doing it. Yeah. Honestly, Omar just shot us a five dollar uh, uh, super chat. Our man, thank you so much, Omar. Appreciate the support. Quick follow up. I forgot. Would you play Harris or Edmonds? Plus, it gives me an excuse to buy you guys tall boys. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Omar. Cheers for the tall boy. Much appreciated, indeed. Uh, I'm I'm guessing Harris is Damian Harris, and yeah. I think I'd go Damian just because this too. offense is going to need to run through the backs. It's going to be an ugly offense, though. So it's not it's not like a no brainer. I have like. Damian Harris 33 and Edmonds 35, you know? So it's not like I am in love with either, but I just, I don't trust Edmonds tonight. I could have a good night and then you can feel good about that moving forward, but I want to see him get to like 60% of the snaps, like 50% of the work. Yeah. Not he's, he's losing touch. Like again, Mostert's seen more touches in back-to-back weeks, even though he sucked with them, even though he doesn't deserve them, he has. And until that trend changes, I can't trust Edmonds. Bill, Bill Jiggs, opponent has two at Tyreek and Chase tonight. Large range of possible outcomes for my mood at work tomorrow. Rooting hard for the under. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Like you, you look at what you have and then you're just like, yeah, that's going to like drastically affect. Like I, I did some substitute teaching the other day and I was just like, you know, it, it wasn't the day after a fantasy game, but it's like, you know, if, if it was like a Monday and I'd gotten destroyed on Sunday, I'll bet I'd have been such a prick to those kids. I've given out more detention. Like my, det- if you looked at my stats in terms of like detentions handed out after a Monday loss, it is so much higher. No, I don't actually really get detentions that often, but you could, my kids would be like, Oh, you lost this week. Didn't you? <laughs> they, they can tell <laughs> the kids I was subbing for. It was a first grade class, which by the way is hilarious. Yeah. Um, Aaron Rodgers or Tua. Tua, no doubt. Aaron Rodgers like the quarterback 26 in fantasy. It's horrible. I know. Tua, way Look more. Look who he's throwing to. Chris Kreider, trade away Brees Hall for Dubs and Pierce. Yeah, I would. I, and I like Brees Hall. I really do. But I think Dubs and Pierce are both on the rise. I think all three of them are on the rise. Give me two on the rise instead of one. Joe Saviano says, Wolf. Angel What's going on, you Angel? Wolf. What's going on, Joe? Emojis. Welcome in. Denny Jennings, would you rather stash Mark Ingram or Rashad White? Rashad White's a no yeah, brainer for me. Like Mark Ingram's upside's very capped. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not stashing Mark Ingram. It's not no, a stash play. There. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Frazier from a far, 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 uh, you know, from Scotland another continent. Another continent. Herbert or Javante? I would go like, like Khalil up. Herbert this week. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in a timeshare in a gross offense. Give me, uh, give me Khalil Herbert. I agree. Also, the hypothetical situation of Montgomery makes it slash Melvin Gordon doesn't as he's been limited this week. Well, yeah, of course. If Montgomery plays, then I don't trust Herbert at all. And especially if if neither, if Montgomery sits and Melvin Gordon sits, but you have Javante by himself. We've seen that. $28. Like, let's do it. Let's absolutely do it. Take the next one, Wolf. Yeah, text CJ. We already got that question. I did. did. Um, All right. (laughs) PPR from Katie Jigs. Both your gears in the house tonight. What's going on, Jigs? Uh, need a flex in RB2. Gabe Davis, A-Rob, A.J. Dillon, Chase Edmonds, Pollard. We're not going A-Rob at all. Uh, if daddy plays, you're going daddy. We're not going Chase Edmonds tonight. We're going A.J. Dillon. We're going daddy Davis. And if daddy Davis doesn't play, then you can just go Pollard. I think I'd rank them Dillon, Davis, Pollard is how I'd rank them. Magic Mike says, good day, fellas. Love your insights. I'm in a one QB league. Cousins is my starter with the Jefferson stack, which sounded good at the time. Should I drop A-Rob, Melvin Gordon, Michael Carter, or Chase Edmonds for Dak or Tua? I would definitely try to pick up either of those guys. Uh, probably Tua, um, even though I like Dak season long. Well. Which of these four guys do you like the least right now? A-Rob. <laughs> Me too. 
I mean, um, it just makes me want to smash Carter as well. I think, I think a Rob and Carter can both be dropped. I would um, probably drop Carter just because I would be holding on some shred of hope that a Rob would do something, yeah. but a Rob's the one who kind of jumped. You're probably never using Carter in your league. Like at any point this, like Brees is taking over that backfield. So I drop Carter first, but a Rob is right there. Love when Texas hustlers. I love Texas right hustlers. It's always, always all caps. Oh which yeah. I really respect. Dallas, Texas is watching. Love the stream. Real fans with re- with straight <laughs> shooting knowledge. Real talk. No BS. Um, should I start Pittsburgh defense over the Cincinnati defense? Yes. Pittsburgh's get Jets and Zach Wilson. Absolutely. Yes. Since he gets two of I, I love how I love how Texas Hustler just like he's like a hype man for us. He's the fucking man. Love Texas Hustler. Braden Kofed, uh Bur- Burrow or Murray this week. They're my six and seven. I have I have Murray just a little higher. DJ Johnson, I need two wide receivers, half PPR. Alave, Garrett Wilson, Ayuk, Claypool, Rondale, leaning towards the Ohio State bias. I definitely go Olave, like locked in. And then I, I'm worried about Wilson with, with Wilson, with Zach Wilson coming back. I want to see that kind of first if I have a good enough option. I think Ayuk's just good enough to be in there ahead. What do you think of Burrow versus Murray, though? I want to know your take on this. That's a really tough one. I honestly, I, I had have to see the list when you say you've got them at six and seven, that seems high for both of them to me. Um, Quarterbacks suck. Trust me. Okay. I I do trust you. I would, my gut instinct. Wow. Burrow's probably safe. I would probably lean Burrow. I'm a little biased. I could Um, see like 270 and three from Burrow at home tonight. I probably could, but we haven't seen higher. I don't like that. I, I don't really like either of them this week, but you yeah. said they all, uh, you know, the other options suck. So I believe you. Yeah. Um, Kevin Rice, what boys. And by the way, guys, it's eight Oh seven. We got about 12 minutes to go um, before we're going to get eight off. Go rapid fire. But yeah, you want a guaranteed in-depth answer. Super right. chats your only way at this point. Kevin Rice, what boys need to figure out my flex Cordero, Mike Williams, Damian Pierce, Jeff Wilson, full PPR. I think it's Mike, especially with Keenan Allen sitting out. Although Cordero. I don't know, man. I would go, I'd go Cordero. Yeah, I go Cordero too. Actually, now I think about it. The but RB four, like, you can't bench the RB four. Receiver ahead of Mike, like that's he's in my top fifteen receivers. But yeah, Cordero's very, very tough to bench. Mike right? didn't do much last week. He Good option. He did catch a touchdown, but anyway, Jeremiah Moore, tight end and running back, sucked this year. I'm glad I've got sure Josh did. Allen, Christian Kirk, and I'm on right. Yeah, let him roll, baby. Good stuff, Jeremiah. Millie C. Carr, Mariota. I go Carr, but Mariota again, love the hail mary play. He's a hail mary guy, though. Uh, props out to you. Pun intended. (laughs) I've been on a tear with trades lately, boys. Three different leagues. Got Andrews and Rondell for Zeke. I don't think we have time for Mike Clay's trade. Sorry, Mike. We we got too many sit starts we got to get to. Todd Exotic. Love Todd. Russell is an absolute tool (laughs) Yes. Let's ride. Thank you. (laughs) I couldn't believe the hate I got for saying he's a tool. Like, come on. I don't want you putting your hate out there. Sam Batter, uh, Tyler Boyd. Yeah. Uh, Del Rey. Mediocre at best. Tua and or Mariota. Tua. Definitely Tua. Tua Absolutely. Eduardo, hey guys, Chiefs or Dolphins defense? I like the Dolphins. I, I think the Dolphins I get most sacks in the league right now. They got a decent deep front. I'll go Dolphins. Wes says Russell Wilson, Gino, or Trevor Lawrence. I need bombs. I would go. I'd Trevor. go Trevor. Trevor. Yeah, I go Trevor. Brandon Bragdon, Tua or Brady? Tua, but they're eight and nine for me. Very close. I like both of them better than Kyler and Burrow. I'm just going to say. Jordan Mason. Oh, yeah. I like Burrow and Kyler more than both those guys. Yeah, I know. I'm telling you. I told you. I think that I, I think you're too high on them. Wow. Okay. Katie wow. Jiggs. Is either Rashad White or Jordan Mason still worth a bench spot or is it time to cut them? 
I could Jordan Mason useless, absolutely. Uh, Rashad White, even if he does nothing this week, he's always worth the hold. Just how valuable that backfield is if something happens to Lenny. Chris Jason, I'm going against Wolf Eek. Lawrence over Tua this week. Ah, uh, go Tua. Brandon, he's going against you on the points in, in Cincinnati too. Brandon Romero, who deflects? This is my last one, and I'll, I'll just stay in here. But then Wolf's going to go um, rapid fire. We do have a super chat to get yeah, we'll just hit that a second. First. Brandon Romero, who deflects? Half point PPR. Cordell Patterson, Miles Sanders, Curtis Samuel. I'm going Patterson all the way. It's 100% Patterson, no doubt about it. Let me find this super chat. Thank you so much, Wes C, for the support. Let's get it for you. Full PPR, Zeke, Damian Pierce, Bob Tree. Who the hell's Bob Tree? Uh, Kareem Hunt, Godwin, DJ Moore. That's Robert Woods. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Godwin, DJ Moore, picker RB2 and a flex. All right. This is a good one. I, I like what I saw from Zeke. I thought he looked the best I've seen in a while. Uh, so I'm going to go Zeke for that running back two spot. The flex, I know I said I'm lower on Pierce, but again, so many reasons to also be high on him. The worst D-line in the league right now, also now losing Bosa. Uh, and they, they have a decent front, you know, there in Houston. So I'm going to go Zeke and D Pierce, full PPR. I mean, I like what I saw from Bob Tree. Don't trust DJ Moore at all. Godwin, I want to see him before I fully believe in him. Who knows if he even plays. It's between Hunt and, and Pierce for me for the second spot. I'm leaning Pierce. What are your thoughts? I would lean. I would definitely in the first spot go with um, Zeke, like you said. But You're I would with lean, me. Okay. I would lean Hunt, though, for the second spot. Okay. Interesting. So let us know what you go. Full PPR Hunt does get that receiving work. He also has the most red zone touches in the league right now, which is crazy. Um, but we I did get, we, Go ahead. What? I was going to say, got, I hate that they, like, he had three in a row, didn't convert, and then they bring in Chubb and he does convert. Of course. I wonder if that's like a harbinger of what's going to come down the line. So. But, I, still, uh, I still like Hunt as the second guy. Um, we got another super chat, Kevin Rice. Kevin Rice, thanks so other much. Other two Kevin wide Ball. receivers are London and Pittman, Williams over either, and move one to flex over Patterson. I You got to start London and Pittman. I'm with you. Um, yeah, I guess you go Patterson, London, Pittman here. Um, Williams is the biggest boomer bust out of here. I do think he booms and booms in a big way against Houston, but Pittman and London have a much nice safer floor. And I think Patterson does too. So I, I guess, yeah, you got to bench Williams. Thanks for explaining your options there, Kevin, but I'm, I'm with you. London, Pittman and Patterson, you know, check back in on Sunday. You'll probably call in as you always do. But, uh, as of right now, I'm going London, Pittman and Patterson. Are you in agreement right. there? I am in agreement, although it makes me cringe a little bit. Um, but it, yeah, I mean, it's like with Williams, you could get nothing. You could get zero or you yeah. could get 25. All right. All right. We're going to do rapid fire, fire with the wolf. I'll, I'll jump in and say something. If I feel strongly on anything Two over Kirk cousins for TB 12, the goat trading ways. I'm not doing trade questions. We got too many things. You can super chat me if you want a trade question here. Monty doesn't play Khalil Herbert over Javante Williams. Yes. Yeah. I go, I go Khalil Herbert. Yep. Uh, D Mar- D our boy, Texas hustler. All right. D Harrison. I don't know. Probably D Harris. Melvin Gordon, Dobbins, Judy, IU can see Samuel need one for flex. I love Curtis Samuel, such a viable role there. I have him above all those other guys, especially in a uh, full PPR trade Mixon and Higgins for Adams. I said I was going to do trades, but uh, no, I keep mixing no. Higgins there. Yeah. Uh, I ch- start cook this week. Yes, absolutely. Grind feel so lucky to have. Yep. You can definitely start Khalil Herbert as well. Uh, Mike Williams, definitely boomer bust, but against Houston, you got to have that patience Tua or Russ. It's definitely Tua. Wolf, you the man. Give me your smash starts. I already gave the bold prediction or the, uh, you got to just rewind grind. Don't stop. You came a little late then. Higher, uh, lower Hail Mary. Yeah. Go rewind to all those higher, lower Hail Marys. Uh, Cook Herbert running back, running back two. St. Brown, Lave, good stuff. 
grind. Uh, good, good stuff. It doesn't seem like there's a question there, so let us know if you do have a question. Hurst or Everett? I go Everett there. Katie Jiggs with Keenan Allen banged up. Tua or Murray? I'm going to go uh, Murray there. Brandon, truth, hopefully Kamar explodes. I'm with you. I think he's going to explode this week. Need two, CEH, James Robinson, Tony Pollard, Khalil Herbert. Man, that's good options. I'm going to go James Robinson, Khalil Herbert, uh, bench CEH, shockingly. I, even though he's been so good, it's been a sketchy role. Do you know Jarek McKinnon has more carries and more snaps than, than CEH on the year? Well, and CEH is absolutely lighting up fantasy, at least this year. It's crazy how efficient he's been with them. But, yeah, it's still a sketchy role. Uh, Drake London for yeah. Khalil Herbert. Yeah, take Drake London. I mean, rest of the year, he's going to be a beast, even though Khalil Herbert, one or two weeks. Yeah, get, get Drake London there. Carr, Mariota. We already Carr, answered. Really we answered that already. Yeah, Everett or Conklin. Uh, I'm going. I'm going Conklin. Very, I'm going very Conklin, tight. man. Yeah. Uh, don't drop Mike Williams. No, you'd be a fool. Uh, I'm so pumped for Olave too. I'm 100 with you. I'm going Kyler over Tua. St. Browns. Do you start Mike Williams? Yes, Mike Williams over Brandon Ayuk. Uh, Zach Wilson. Ew, never. <laughs> uh, Higgins or Herbert and Flex. I'm gonna go Khalil Herbert. It's really close, Tony. Uh, Evans Waddle, wide receiver one, wide receiver two. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, if Montgomery ends up playing, then Herbert loses a ton of appeal. So I wouldn't hate if you slotted in T. Higgins over like Mike Evans and then wait that one out. Um, but if you know, if you guarantee that that Montgomery misses it, he probably will. I do have Herbert just slightly above Higgins, but that's really fucking close. What do you think about T versus Herbert? That's tough. Oh, man. T. But I mean, if Montgomery doesn't play, definitely Herbert. But I mean, I would probably, you know what, Herbert, forget it. All right, let's I'm lock him Herbert. in. We're both on, we're both there. <laughs> Kamara owner or Kamara Kamara buyer, so count him as a running back three. Says Wes. Uh, Tua or Burrow? I go Burrow very slightly over Tua there, Tony. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, CMC is a porcelain china doll. He does need some cal- calcium in there. Drink some milk. Thumbs up would be so much to us, Wolfpack, as we rip through these. Five quarters. minutes. Help Five us minutes. get out some more people. Dallas D or Indy. Rest of season. It's fucking defense. None of them matter rest of season. You play the matchups. But lose and fancy Monday packages are getting thrown on your porch, not set down nicely. <laughs> like Danny Danny's a delivery man smashing the fragile part packages on a bad one. Don't touch Tua, says Moses. I'm playing him. I have no problem playing him. Edmonds, empty Julio, dubs. I'm going to go MT if he plays, and if not, I'm going to go dubs there. I'm not going to play Edmonds and burn the spot. Patiently waiting on Gallup, I agree. I think he's going to be a great play. Check out my waiver wire show for more thoughts on him. Talked about him on depth on Tuesday. Can't wait for Burrow. He's definitely going to go off, Moses. I hope so. I I like Burrow tonight. I'm going Burrow over Tua. I'm putting you in timeout, Tony, just as a heads up. I've seen that question too many times. Um, Tua is a mirage. Tua is not a mirage. I think he's a, a good play, but I do definitely go Burrow over him if I have the option. Um, they're going to be ghost white unis. I do love those ghost white unis. It's fucking sexy as hell. Only have two uh, thinking about picking up a backup. Uh, it depends on who those guys are out he there. He just but. said Russ is available. Should I pick him up or roll it? You shouldn't no, be picking Russ. up Russ tunes. Come on. Uh, no, you don't need Russ. Uh, 45, 42 Bengals. That'd be, That'd be awesome. an awesome game. That'd be so I'm great. going Kyler Murray over two or just very slightly Rob Woods dudes. Uh, I, I the wolf got it. I'm the one right away. Uh, two or Murray Murray. Uh, what can you trade two or four? I don't fucking know. Depends on your league. Boyd or Olave, it's 100% uh, Boyd. Uh, Olave or Sanders, definitely Olave for me, Josh. Waller or Everett, I got to go Waller even though I don't love him. Trade Olave for Dylan? No, I'd rather have Olave, honestly. Um, I, I think he's a league winner. I'm, I, I do think so. Uh, stay Wolf, guys. Thanks, always. Wolfpack, love. I love you too, Texas Hustler. Thanks so much for always hyping us up. Trade Brandon Cooks and Patterson for Lenny Fournette. 
I love Lenny Fournette. The touchdowns come in. I do love Patterson, but that feels a little fluky. Whereas Fournette, when the touchdowns come in, he's going to be fucking just money. Mount up, Wolfpack, let's ride. That tool, Russell Wilson, as Denny Jennings says, tool. I fucking love it. Cheers. We got through them all before kickoff, baby. You love to see it. Thank you, Wolfpack, so much. I hope you get everything you need tonight for your Thursday night. Love you too, Denny Jennings. Thank you so much, brother. Always here for the show. You're the man. Hope you're not smashing packages on Monday. Hope you win. But on your way out, if you have don't Have a good thirsty Thursday, Denny. That hitting that kindly uh, thumbs up as you head on out. Drink some beers. Have a good time. Get all you need for Thursday night. I'll be back live Sunday morning with CJ. Sunday night with the truth. You guys are the best. Uh, uh, fuck it. Why not give it to him? Marquise and Bateman for Waddle. No. Uh, Robbie Anderson sucks. Actually, yeah, Waddle's that good. Marquise is going to be going downhill. I don't trust Bateman any week. So, yeah, you know what? I do trade that. I, I think Waddle's an absolute stud. Uh, Flex Connor or Jamal Williams? Go Jamal Williams there uh, is what I do. And you play Eckler and Chubb. Uh, you're welcome, Moses. Thanks for being here, man. Should I start Melvin Ingram? I don't do defense. I'd have no idea. So, maybe. I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I wish I could be better. I don't do, I do independent de- defensive leagues. So, don't want to pretend like I know what I'm talking about when I don't. All right, we'll pack. All right, guys. You can find my updated rankings at RoadStreetJournal.com as well as all our content is over there. Find me at RoadStreetWolf and a wolf full of fancy sheep. Be the wolves. Later, guys. Later. We used to have it all, but now's our curtain call. So hold for the applause. Oh, 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 oh. And wave out to the crowd and take our final bow. Oh, it's our time to go, but at least we stole the show. Football right there, folks.